Welcome to episode two of the Rock and Road podcast from the third series. Thank you for listening. Now, have I got an episode for you? So much in it. First of all, I was lucky enough to go to the Jaguar launch of their brand new plug-in hybrid electric vehicles of the E-Pace and F-Pace. So that was amazing. I'm going to tell you all about that. I've got a competition this week for you to win tickets to the Black Deer Festival, all thanks to my friends at Harley Davidson. keep listening to this podcast. I chat to Julian Little, who is a fellow DJ like myself, except he plays at events and live music gigs. We've got the MCN Minute with Emma Franklin. We catch up with what's going on at the MCN Motorcycle Newspaper and a little chat with Dexter at the end. So let's get on with the podcast and let's go to the Jaguar event at the De Vere Beaumont Estate Hotel in Windsor. Very posh. I'm here with uh, Tracy Thompson, Jaguar PR manager, and uh, we're in front of an E-Pace, an electric one. Well, it's a hybrid. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, brand new for Jaguar is the plug-in option of um, hybrid electric powertrains. So we're launching those today, this week. Um, we've got E-Pace and F-Pace now available with the um, plug-in powertrain. So really exciting for us to carry on the journey from the I-Pace, the all-electric um, car um, and bring electrification to the other Jaguar vehicles. So this isn't the first outing in electric vehicles then? No, we've got an excellent um, precursor in our electric story with the Jaguar I-Pace, um, which won pretty much every award going, including World Car of the Year, World Green Car, World Design Car of the Year, so um, it comes from very good stock. What is it about the hybrid, do you think, over the full electric that people will be interested in? I think that a plug-in hybrid provides the perfect um, middle ground for people who are a bit too anxious to perhaps go all electric. Um, The plug-in hybrid gives you great electric performance, but it gives you the backup of a a petrol or a diesel engine, depending on what powertrain you're in. The E-Pace and F-Pace are both petrol, um, made to petrol engines, so you can plug it in, you can get up to 34 miles electric range on the E-Pace, which means that you can do the average commute on one single charge. And the key thing for plug-in hybrids is they've got to be quick and easy to charge so that you can make the most of the electric engine when you can. How long does it take to charge it up? It charges to 80% in 30 minutes, so plenty of time for a comfort break and an espresso. Is that in one of those super fast chargers or your average plug-in? Yeah, so that is um, on the fast charger. Um, the almost unique i say almost unique because it's not a market unique but the um, jaguars both e-pace and f-pace are both capable of taking ac and dc charge which is pretty unusual um, and puts us a little bit ahead of everybody else and it means that we've got that extra convenience that extra fast charge that's fantastic. Now, what do you think sets these Jaguars apart from other hybrids that are coming out? Because, you know, everybody's releasing things like this at the moment. What's unique about these ones? What's unique about it is that it's a Jaguar, number one. So, design developed here in the UK, which we're incredibly proud of. Um, they look great. Jaguar is known for being a fantastically dynamic car. When you're driving one, you get a bit really rewarding driver experience. Um, so we're taking that kind of performance DNA 
into a very um, capable and convenient package. So the E-Pace being the smaller SUV and the F-Pace being slightly larger means that um, you know we've got the practicality set for modern life along with um, the option of powertrains. So Ooh, Very convincing stuff there. Well, thank you, Tracy. I'm going to try one out and let you know what I think. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you. At the Jaguar launch day in the E-Pace. turn right and then turn left at the end of the road onto Priest Hill. <laughs> <laughs> in the E-Pace hybrid and I put it in hybrid mode. I'm curious to see when it decides to switch between petrol and electric because it's got some kind of intelligent system where it decides what it thinks it should do. I've just been told by one of their engineers that if you program in the route in advance, it will work out the best areas to use which kind of mode. I'm wonderfully high up Turn here. And then take the first exit to the roundabout onto Windsor Road. I'm wonderfully high up in this car. I feel really, really high. Love it. It has a head-up display called a HUD, as we've just discovered. I'm getting into all the uh, lingo these days. Now, let's tell you about this Jaguar. Just looking at the outside, it has a Hakuba silver metallic paint. I don't know why it's called Hakuba, but that costs an extra £670. But it's the inside I want to tell you about. It's not just red. It's like a wine red. In fact, they've called it a deep garnet grained leather. With this head-up display, I've got a little toggle on the steering wheel where I can alter where I want the display on the windscreen. So if I want it a bit lower, I can, and I can take off the amount of information that appears on here as well, because sometimes there's just too much information and you need to simplify it. This particular one, priced as tested, £51,645. Right, we've turned down, we're following the Jaguar tried and tested route here, but I think I've gone wrong because we're in a little housing estate with the massive Travis Perkins lorry. But the gear lever here has a beautiful suede gear knob. I think that's the best way of describing it. Let's have a look at some of these features while we're in a traffic jam. It has a 12-way heated electric driver memory front seats with two-way headrests, folding centre armrest, extra 350 quid technology pack consists of clear sight interior rear view mirror ah oh, notice this as soon as we got in one of the best features of this car and unique to this brand is the rear view mirror so if you've got a car load say you're taking the kids to university or you're going to the dump not that you'd use this to go to the dump it's too posh um, and you can't see out the back window you flick this button here and waha you can see everything out the back because what they've done is they put a camera on the roof on the fin so you can still see the rear view which is brilliant it's ingenious it's so simple i don't know why it wasn't thought of before heated steering wheel privacy glass I love the accelerator and the brake pedals um, done in a black and chrome. It feels very sporty. Steering wheel is gorgeous. Beautiful leather and chrome. Loads of controls on the steering wheel, which are really easy to use. A mixture of LED buttons and also physical buttons. Um, you can set the speed limiter with a physical button. Yeah, I think we're in hybrid mode, so the sound is beautiful and quiet. On the steering wheel, you have satin chrome gear shift paddles. Um, now, most of the cars I've been driving these days have got these paddles, but I've never seen them in chrome. Looks lovely. Haven't had a chance to open it up yet because we're stuck at temporary traffic lights. On this centre console, lovely little Jaguar logo and it's got established 1935 Coventry. So at the moment we're just using the main screen in the middle for the sat-nav. Beautiful large screen, but I've also got the sat-nav 
on the dashboard here between the accelerator and all the other information, speedometer, and another version of the sat-nav on the windscreen. So there's no danger of not knowing where I'm going, even though I've still managed to get a bit lost today. All right, finally, we're heading out into a road where we can speed up a bit. Let's see what it feels like. Oh, the acceleration's wonderful. Oh, I think the petrol engine's just kicked in as I accelerated there. I like the way it chooses for you in this hybrid. Don't have to think, and that's what uh, it's all about these days, isn't it? Just concentrate on the actual journey and less about the functions of the vehicle. Love the sound of the engine when it kicks in and you accelerate on an open country road. Pulled over and as I've switched the car back on, it's telling me exactly what I've got left to play with. Petrol plus hybrid, 287 miles. If I went hybrid only, 28 miles. So you can make that choice. If you're just picking the kids up from school two miles away, you can stick to the full electric. So you've got both options. If you want to go down the motorway and like we go to Brighton at 50 miles, we'd probably use the petrol version. So you've got all the options there. You can keep the hybrid electric part for the town and for the motorways, use the petrol. Good solution, isn't it? There is no handbrake, not even one of those little buttons that are very popular now. You just have reverse, neutral, drive and P for park. And the park acts as the handbrake as well. Um, and if you hit drive twice, it goes into a sport mode. I think we'll do that now. Ah, now the sport mode automatically puts it in petrol. Let's try it. Whoa, just pulled out that junction so quick. I think the reason it's so good on the corners is it's got passive suspension which i think can only mean that you just don't notice it <laughs> we just got flashed by another jag is that a bit of a code do jaguar owners flash each other <laughs> sounds a bit pervy <laughs> i think that sounds wrong uh, we're just getting back now on the e-pace we're going to switch this and try out the f-pace a car i've never driven um it's a bigger version of the e-pace let's see what it's like we are now in the F-Pace and one word to describe this compared to the E-Pace is this is more refined. Actually, no, the word is this is bigger, but it's also more refined. Um, but everything is chunkier, bigger. It's a bit more like a Range Rover. The middle console area is huge, much higher up. So my little gear lever is, well, the same height as my knees. Everything's just easier to reach. The bonnet feels bigger and indeed it, I think it is. Uh, there's a little bit more room in the back for everybody. Uh, this particular one comes with a panoramic roof which we've opened and um, is possible to get in the e-pace but it does cost extra, about one and a half thousand I think. The exterior of this one is what I would call a navy but they've called it a... Portofino blue. A Portofino blue and the interior um, this is basically black chrome and grey stitching. Gorgeous inside. The thing is, I really like the E-Pace, and now I've driven the F-Pace, I prefer this. You should never go bigger and better, because then you can't go backwards. So we're going to head out to some country roads once again and really try the car out. I'm in eco mode. In fact, there's several modes you can use in this, a bit like the E-Pace. 
to incorporate the electric engine, they've had to redesign the entire vehicle, which is why you will find a big difference between these new F-Pace and E-Paces to ones out just a year or two ago. Um, in fact, it's had a whole new architecture. They had to make room for the electric part of the engine as well as the normal engine. So what they've done is they've put the electric engine in the boot area and made a lighter weight petrol engine in the front. When you're driving an electric vehicle, um, you can actually regenerate the battery by braking. So if you brake a little bit sooner than you would do normally, it regenerates the battery. So you can adapt the way you drive. Slow down earlier, accelerate slower, and you'll make your battery last longer. I found the acceleration is not quite as nippy and quick off the mark as the E-Pace. Uh, pulling out of a junction just then, just felt like it didn't pull away quite as quickly panoramic sunroof is great the way it goes all the way back to the rear seat so if Dexter was here he'd love being able to look up at the sky from the back seat there. I might have to get my tape measure out and actually measure how much bigger this car is because there's a lot more money and how much bigger is it? Is it actually worth it that step up in price? All the big questions here on the Rock and Road Pod. And I think I've just answered my own question. The E-Pace ranges from around £47,000 to £51,000, depending on the type and spec. And the F-Pace starts at £60,000, right up to £69,000 for the HSE with all the extras. So quite a difference in price. I think the E-Pace is quicker off the mark, only marginally smaller and probably would be my choice. As ever, photographs of the day out are on Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. Now, would you like to go to a three-day music festival this month for free? Now, exciting news. Thanks to Harley-Davidson, you can win tickets by listening to this podcast to the Black Deer Festival. An amazing opportunity to go to this incredible festival taking place this month. It's a three-day festival from the 25th to the 27th of June at Eridge Park in Kent. And it's called the Black Deer Festival of Americana, winner of the music event of the year 2019. Does look incredible. The Friday night featuring Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls and Imelda May, amongst many others. Saturday night, Jade Bird. Headlining is Jake Bug. And Sunday night, Saving Grace featuring Robert Plant and Susie Diane. And the headliner, one of my personal favourites, Van the Man, Van Morrison. The lineup looks amazing. Have a look at it on my socials. And you can win tickets right now by following the link on my Twitter at Rock and Road Pod or on Instagram. And probably the easiest way is just going to my website right now, leonagraham.com. You will find the link to enter this competition. Fill in the really easy online form and you could be going to this amazing festival. All thanks to Harley Davidson, who, by the way, have sent me some amazing images of their latest soft tank. 2021 lineup, a street bob and a soft tail slim. Have a look at those pictures on my socials as well at Rock and Road Pod. Now the competition closes at 11:59 BST on the 18th of June 2021. You have to be 18 plus to enter. UK and residents of Ireland, residents only. One entry per person, one winner, selected at random. The prize is for a two adult weekend tickets for the Black Deer Festival 2021. Winner will be announced, subject to their approval. Full T's and C's and privacy notice apply. 
So that's all the blurb. But the main point is go to leonagraham.com, enter this incredible competition, all thanks to Harley Davidson, and go to the Black Deer Festival in Kent this month. Please welcome to the podcast fellow DJ Julian Little. Hi, Jules. Ah, that's good. I'm glad you used Jules as the second one. I'm only called Julian when my mum tells me off. <laughs> I'll, you, do an, I'll do an impression of your mum if you want. <laughs> no, 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 because then you will be telling me off. <laughs> now, I can hear birds tweeting. You're on a balcony in the Czech Republic, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I live in a, a sleepy little village which had a, a, a rock festival yesterday, but I'm about an hour north, north of Prague. So, so this yeah. is the curious thing. You're a DJ, but here in the UK, but you live abroad. So what's yeah, going on here? Okay, so I moved abroad uh, four years ago um, to kind of semi-retire um, and then just concentrate on the music because obviously I started doing a lot more production, production for radio, production for DJs uh, with Master Mix. Um, and, um, and then obviously a pandemic happened and I've had to become a teacher. Oh, what kind of teacher? English teacher. <laughs> they, they can all speak with strange Midlands accents now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're hoping to get back to the UK and get back to DJing. That's really what I want to talk to you about because yeah, absolutely, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a radio DJ. I, I talk in a small studio, can't see my audience. The difference with you is your music events like at Butlins and other big events. So what's the difference? What's it like playing to an audience you can actually see? Um, well, it's, it is chalk and cheese. I had 13 years of doing local radio in the UK, so I totally get where you're coming from. You wish to do it to a, you know, like a, a much bigger level than me. You, you, can, you don't know if you're talking on radio. You don't know if you're talking to one person or you're talking to tens or hundreds of thousands. Here, you, and you have to gauge a reaction. You have to have a second. Sort of, I think with radio, you have to have like a sixth sense of what the reaction is going to be to certain things, whereas it's a tangible thing. And you actually feed off the crowd when you're in front of a crowd. And I always say that the crowd are like the orchestra and I'm the guy with the baton. Everybody sings, drop the music down, everyone sings. And you get that reaction and it's a buzz that you can't replicate. You know, when you've stood yeah. beside me in the DJ booth and done your sets with me at the Absolute Weekends, you can't explain it unless you experience it properly, you know? Well, it is really thrilling and exciting, but I actually get more nervous doing that than I am on the radio. So I really admire what you do because everybody can see <laughs> what you're doing. And if you do play a song that doesn't go down very well, everybody looks at you, give you a filthy look or walk off the dance floor. So you've got to get it right every time. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, when, I, when I DJs, you know, I try to put loads of energy in. You know, if I'm not having fun, they're not having fun. So I've got, I've got to make sure that I'm driving, you know, I've got to be the party. Um, and I'm always looking at the crowds and I'm always, you know, I mix fast as, as well to try and keep the energy up. But for me, I always try to think three or four tracks ahead. I'm thinking, okay, I'm playing this now. What are they going to dance to next? What's going to give them that reaction, that oh wow moment? Because for me, that's what it is. Every track has to be a wow. You know, I re-edit the track so that I don't put the fluffy bit in at the beginning. I'm straightening at the impact point and stuff like that. And it's just about really building an atmosphere and, and thinking, well, if they like that, they might dance to this. What have I got in a similar key, a similar tempo, so I can mix it and, and make it as continuous and, and effortless for them to have a good time? Okay, have, you got any, um, have you got any classic album recommendations that you think you could share with us that you think we should really try out? So, yeah, so the album I've chosen is Cupid and Psych 85 by Squitty Politti, and that never left my Walkman during the summer of 1985. The personal side of it is, if I fast forward to what I'm doing now, is that they used to do like 12-inch versions, as you remember. An absolute version was produced by 
the guys from Art of Noise. And I hadn't realised at the time until I did a, a, an 80s weekend, Art of Noise were playing and Absolute was there. I was like, oh, oh my goodness me. How did I not realise the link between Art of Noise and Squitty Politi? Um, and I actually ended up doing a mega mix uh, of Art of Noise stuff. And uh, Art of Noise actually took it from me and they use it now as warm-up for their gigs. Oh, wow, that's, that's so cool. cool. Now, you are into your classic cars as well. Can you tell me, have you had any classic cars? Oh, yeah. I had a, a Hillman Avenger Tiger. I, I'm a Coventry lad. I wanted a Coventry car, uh, fully rebuilt, uh, very fast, very orange and very shouty. But then I had, a, I had an original XR3 as well. And uh, Top Gear have actually used that uh, for James May's Cars of the People. Oh, wow. So if you have a look at Series 1, Episode 3, that black XR3 was mine at the time. OK, well, photographs of that are on Rock and Road Pod's Instagram. Uh, Jules, thank Thanks. you for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, it's been a pleasure to speak to you again. Thank you ever so much for having me. Hopefully we'll see you DJing at an absolute 80s weekend soon. Uh, yes, definitely. I'm back for three weeks on the 17th of September. Can't wait. Nice one. The MCN Minute. Please welcome to the podcast Emma Franklin, Deputy Editor of MCN Motorcycle News, which is out weekly. Hi, Emma. How are you? Oh, brilliant. Thanks, Leona. Just loving the sunshine at the moment. It's awesome. <laughs> it's been amazing, hasn't it? I've been really enjoying it as well. So um, what have we got in this week's edition? So this week we're all talking about MotoGP and Fabio Quattrara's leathers. So for some unknown reason, the zip on the factory Yamaha rider's race suit managed to come completely undone three laps from the end of last Sunday's Catalan MotoGP. How so on a, earth? I know. So there is a bit of a mystery about how it happened. Fabio doesn't know. And Alpine stars who made the suit say that their you know, post-race inspections of it show that there's no malfunction with either the airbag system or the zip itself. But the more serious question is for the MotoGP organisers and why they allowed Quattararo to carry on racing at up to 220 mile an hour on his M1 with essentially a bare chest a week, just a week after, you know, safety's back at the forefront of everyone's mind because a young Moto3 rider, Jason Dupasquier, was uh, tragically killed in a racing incident at Mugello. So it's just seemed bonkers that Quattararo was allowed to carry on with his safety kit so badly compromised, you know. That is absolutely shocking, and yeah, especially really shocking. to say in the light of the terrible tragedy recently. Yeah. Awful. So um, that that's a serious story that uh, you're covering in MCN. Anything absolutely. else in this week's edition, Emma? So a little bit more light-hearted one. So if you ever needed proof that biking keeps you young, which we all know it does, it's good for <laughs> your mind, it's good for your body, it's good for your soul. So wait until you hear about our next story. So this week we heard about uh, lifelong biker Peter Dillis, who decided he was going to spend his 92nd birthday by doing a track day. So that's what? awesome, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so the experience was a birthday present uh, bought for him by his son Gary, who's 56, and the pair spent the day at the uh, British uh, Superbike oh. School at Brighton Park together. So, um, yeah, and uh, he's about to go back next year to celebrate his 93rd birthday. So we thought that was absolutely awesome. That is wonderful. So you can read about yeah. that and loads more in MCM Motorcycle News, which is out today. Sure is. Thank you, Emma. Cool. No problem. The MCN Minute. So that's it from the podcast this week. Quick recap on the competition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, hi, Dexter. Yeah. Hi, what are you doing here? Oh, I just sneaked in. What have we got to say? Anything Anything you want to say to my podcast listeners? Uh, so today I had a school trip to uh, kindergartens, I think. No, no, it's called Kew Gardens. I mean Kew Gardens. Yeah. 
And, and what it, was it like? It, the biggest uh, uh, leaf in the whole thing, uh, whole world. It floats in the water and it can hold one of uh, like what me. Really? Like a lily pad. A lily pad leaf. They're really strong. No, it's literally like the size of that room there. What my office outside the studio? No, it's like three quarters of the studio. All right, so about three quarters of the office. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to get the exact measurements. Um, and and what else did you find out, Kew Gardens? Uh, we found out a banana tree that has something on the end of it, has this type of uh, thing. You know the coffee seeds? Yes. Yeah, there's a plant that has that, break up the seeds, it's coffee seeds. If you eat it, it'll be... a nasty but it'll, it'll make you wake up really early so <laughs> it's like it's really so weird. we don't want you to have any of that let me tell you you already wake up too early <laughs> today i woke up like six five six thirty there's a t in thirty <laughs> i know that's because you're excited about going on your school trip wasn't it is it your first school trip in ages because of covid no second oh what was the first one first one when we went to the park that doesn't really count. It's not really a school trip, is it? Going to the park. <laughs> Was it Wimbledon Common? Stop punching my studio. The, the studio here has got padded walls, which Dexter likes to punch. Let's stop it. OK, well, it's time for you to go to bed now. I've got to get on with the podcast. Well, you promised to tuck me in. I'm going to come and tuck you in now. All right, yeah. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye. Say goodnight. Freak out. Freak out? M- people listening to this probably won't be at bedtime, so say good morning. Oh, say good morning. Okay, freak out. (laughs) Thank you, Dexter. Let's not freak out. Let's enter the competition. Thanks to Harley Davidson, I've got tickets for you to win to go to the Black Deer Festival. All the T's and C's and how to enter are on leonagraham.com or on my Instagram at rockandroadpod. Thank you for listening and I'm back next time on the Rock and Road Podcast. (laughs) 